Hello, dear listeners. Before we begin our regularly scheduled podcast, my management has requested that I read the following prepared statement. To whom it may concern, it was brought to my attention that on the most recent episode of the award-winning Brose podcast, my recently hired management released several statements regarding the state of me and my alleged multiple penises. Naturally, that management group has since been let go. My current management and I will now address these egregious lies with the following. In service of the truth, we reached out to several of my former flames to vouch for the quality of my wiener. From these verified sources, my penis was described as follows. New phone. Who dis? The definition of milk toast and... Sean, seriously... Stop calling me and asking for a description of your penis. I swear to God, it's like once a week. It's goddamn fine. Actually, you know what? Put me on the record. It's tiny. And if you were to injure it, you could easily make a cast out of Gorilla Tape. Because it's so small. As must now be evident... I'm currently in the market for management. If you're looking for a client, please get in touch with me via Twitter at hey, it's S O B. Thank you for your time. Stop talking my dick on this goddamn podcast. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for bros who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I am every week, by my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. To my left, on a monitor, reporting to us live from the seventh circle of hell, Mr. Tim Hansen. It's hot down here. And accompanying him in the seventh circle of hell for the second straight week, our esteemed guest, Mr. Tim Bulger. Yay! Yay! You're not getting him back. How you guys doing together? Uh, I mean, I'm doing great. What are the odds that the two of you would be banished to Dante's Inferno in the same episode? Uh, pretty good, actually. Rents like, cheap. Yeah. Rents Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so this is episode 5.2 of the Brosé Podcast. If you haven't listened to our first couple episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at Brosé underscore podcast to find out when we post a new episode. And you can download our episodes on pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Apple yeah. Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud... Spotify, uh, your mom's house, <laughs> and, uh, and for all nature of, of podcast F- aggregating apps. Funny note, I just showed my mom Google Podcasts. She might start listening soon. So. Funny story, <laughs> I also just showed your mom uh, Google Podcasts. Oh! Wow. My mom is a sweet lady. You're damn right she is. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm uh, so anyway, this is, a, this is a show where we're just four bros who drink rosé. And uh, we answer questions from you, the gentle listener, and as, as well as uh, some of our friends, family, and loved ones. And we'll answer your questions about the life, the universe, and everything over an ice-cold glass of rosé. We're typically joined by our fourth bro, uh, Mr. Sean O'Brien. But if you'll listen to episode 5.1, you'll understand that he's going through some, some medical issues and will not be able to join us for this set of episodes. Unfortunately, but uh, get well soon, bro. Tim Hansen, your thoughts? Well, I hope his dicks are okay. Apropos of nothing. Uh, so uh, before we before we go on to the the questions and the general uh, chicanery of this show, we we actually picked up a sponsor. Oh, it's not quite a sponsor. More. Oh no. Oh, it's more of um, a, a a P 
PSA, public service announcement. So, um, Are we voting a again? few a few weeks ago, uh, episode five point three, we had discussed or not five point three or four point three. That's the future. Uh, we had discussed um, Chiquita Bananas, and they recalled an ad. Well, after that, um, Tim happened to say something about creating rocks and making them weapons. Mm-hmm. So I got an, a message, a PM on our Twitter uh, oh, wow. from the Coalition of Rock and Stone Safety. And uh, it reads this, and uh, so I'll just I'll just read it verbatim. Good. Good day. We here at the Coalition for Rock and Stone Safety would like to ask the <clears throat> Evil Brose podcast to retract their previous statement that rocks are not designed to kill people. However, they do. Stated by President Tom Mba Panson, uh, we are a foundation created to teach rock and stone use safety. We know that there are some bad people out there that use rocks for terrible reasons. However. Rocks are inanimate objects and cannot purposefully hurt people. We want you to remember the first law of motion and that an inanimate object will not move towards someone without assistance from an outside force. Below is a list of notable people and their interactions with rocks and stones. They gave me a list of like 35 pages. I took the top five. Oh, wow. So I wanted to like have a little game with it and ask you guys if you know who these people are and their interactions with rocks or stones. You guys ready for a game? I guess so. so Pre- President Tom Hansen, are you ready for a game? Fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll just I'll, I'll throw out the first name. If you don't know, just say you don't know. It'll be real quick. And then they tell me who this person is. First person was uh, Paul Donald White II. Paul Donald White II. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, I got nothing. Alright, um, this says, uh, also known as, as The Big Show... Is still living after he fought mm. a rock in the WWE 2000 Royal Rumble. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so I remember Big Show's fight with a rock. He was, yeah. no, no was that was the rock. That was no, the no, rock. Was rock. I guess, I guess no. they just, they missed that in the print, but he was defeated in that match, but he didn't sustain any injuries. Oh, good for Big Show. Uh, we'll go to the next one. Maybe that was just an error. The rock wasn't big uh, enough. Glenn Thomas Jacobs. Who did? Glenn Jacobs sounds like a familiar name, but I do not know in the his relationship in? with rocks. Uh, it's oh jeez, it's Kane, also known as Kane, in oh. the WWE. Made it to the final match in the 2001 Royal Rumble, where he had to fight a rock and a stone. Oh, what are the odds? He was part of the final two, but the stone got the better of him, took the championship. Kane, by the way, uh, currently a local congressman in Kentucky. Not joking. I, I think they're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. All right. The next... The next... The Caretaker? Is that another wrestler? Undertaker? Uh, Undertaker. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. no. It's it's The Caretaker is what this says. Hmm. hmm. I'm less familiar with The Caretaker. Sounds like an old man with a cane. Is this, is this a finishing move, The Care Stone? Uh, it's... Let's see what it says here. It's, uh... Was portrayed by a rock in the movie The Longest Year. No, that was Chris Rock. Mm. Oh my god! I don't. I think. I think this place. Dude, this is brutal. I don't. This, this I don't, PR guy's got some work to do. Yeah, he's he's got it. Uh, you know, here's a good one. Here's okay. a good one. Okay. Uh, it just says Wichita. That's a city in Kansas, so maybe that has something to do with. That's with rocks. Wichita. Wichita. You know anything about Wichita? I know Wichita State, the college. Yeah. You know anything about Wichita? Got- Kid Rock doesn't happen to be from Wichita, does he? No, he's in Detroit, born and bred. No, no. Uh, oh, good lord. They're talking about Emma Stone's character from Zombieland. Oh, she ended, Stone. It said she ended She ended up defending people from zombies. Did the she reads, kill zombies? 
The read says. She come with rocks. Uh, it says she kills uh, zombies. <laughs> that rocks kill people because she's at a stone. The read says uh, was a stone that was used to defend Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin amusement park filled with zombies. Doesn't matter if it's defense. If it's, well, see, yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not doing much to bolster I, their argument. Yeah, I, uh, well, they have one more. Let's just finish off the I one that finish. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This name sounds fake, but was Aaron Ralston. Do you know who Aaron Ralston is? Obviously not. He's he's probably the bass player for a new metal band. It's uh, the writer of a book between a rock and a hard place. I guess, Ooh, wait, that's a book I, and not I just guess, a weird saying. Yeah, it's a I, guess, uh, I guess it's another fake guy. Uh, let's see what it says. This can't he, be real. His book is about how he survived an accident in Utah where he had to amputate his arm with a dull pocket knife after a dislodged boulder pinned him in Blue John Canyon for six days. This is 27 so, hours. He, yeah, was, he was betrayed by James Franco in 127 hours. James the um, Rock Franco. We, we made the argument that since he survived six days, the rock wouldn't have killed him. Hunger would have, and gravity caused a rock to fall. So at the end of the read, they do write, uh, none of these stones are, or rocks actually killed anyone because they don't have a mind of their own. Uh, remember, rocks don't kill people. The outside force causing a rock to hit a person kills people. It's a very compelling argument. Uh, President Tom Hansen, do you have any, uh, any rebuttal? I mean, there's no Second Amendment for rocks, so... No, it's got to no. be a new one. Maybe you as president can, uh, can convince Congress to introduce that into the legislature. Yeah, use your connections that you made with uh, mm. Donald Trump since last week to uh, you know, this is true. get a rocket. I'm still event. waiting for our uh, Yu-Gi-Oh duel. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> our our president is competing with is, is challenged the president to a Yu-Gi-Oh duel, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Tom. I like your chances. <laughs> I think I think the heart of the cards are on my side here, guys. I'm gonna <laughs> obliterate that able. So if you if you are a public relations representative and would like to uh, put put some put a good word in for your brand, uh, Brose under Brose at gmail.com if you want to do you want know, sponsor the show yeah. uh, and and defend. We really you know I'll be honest with you and and again this is this is weird for an award winning podcast yeah. like Brose. We really do get like the dregs of the public relations. I mean uh, the well like it's, it's really the bottom woods. I. I I don't know why. I don't know why it just comes to us like that. Like, no. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's the strangest stuff. But listen, I, I appreciate rocks for coming on and stating their case. But, uh, but I think it is about time that we move on to the yes. to the to the wine uh, to the wine in, in question. And Rich, you, you, you did a good job with that, Reed. I would like you to to continue with uh, with what your wine is that All you right. have. Your rosé. My wine is a Mapreco Vino Verde. It's a 2017 rosé from uh, Portugal. Yeah. I, it's weird because it seems to be kind of fizzy. Like, when I pour it, it actually, like, I don't know if it's slightly carbonated or not, but there are absolutely no notes on this bottle. There's no notes. Um, hmm. It's good, though. I like it. Okay. It's a solid It's a solid uh, rosé, and it's Is got it an dry? owl Is on it. Is it wet? Um, How it's, does the mouth it's, feel? It's, oh, on that note, I do have a few uh tips on how to talk about wine like i did i did a quick google search a few weeks ago okay and uh so a few things that we usually see on wine bottles Mm -hmm. there's length finish dry sweet tannin and body so the length describes how long the taste of the wine is in your mouth and linkers the finish is the last flavor or textual sensation left Mm -hmm. in your mouth after swallowing or spitting Mm -hmm. that is verbatim um, dry means it's less sweet. Sweet is sweet. 
Um, Fair enough. A tannin is a textural sensation you feel rather than taste. Um, so, for instance, like if you're drinking a white wine, there's no to low tannins. If you're drinking a red wine, it's very strong, it's very acidic. And then body describes the overall feel of the wine in your mouth. Full bodied is bold, big, powerful. Light bodies is more delicate and lean. I would say that this is it's a very sweet wine. Hmm. And um, low tannins, mm-hmm. but a a, a a moderate body. Oh, moderate body. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we, we've got our own expert now. We, we have pocket expert Rich Sweeten here. Uh, Mr. Hansen, what, what kind of wine are you drinking? What kind of rosé are you drinking tonight? Yeah, where'd my bottle go? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Tim, Tim holds his bottle the whole show, except for when we're talking about our wine, and he puts it down and beats so it. So not true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am drinking Reserva Casiero del Diablo Rosé. It's a Chilean wine from 2017. Fuck, what was that? Um, he just threw his bottle across the room. Out of control. Thank you for insulting his bottle holding. Uh, I started out above for average. Uh, okay. I'm going to go slightly higher than that. I don't know what that would be. Uh, below Fair. Brotastic. Yeah. Below uh, Brotastic, but above <clears throat> Braveridge. So it, it's it's got a light flavor. The finish is a little spicy is kind of what I want to go with. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the right word, but I, I don't think I've seen that or experienced that in a rosé yet, so that's different, and I think that might be why I think it's better. How many tannins like, would you oh, say it has? This is new. What the fuck is a tannin? I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Rich pulls that up, uh, Bolger, tell us about the wine that you're drinking. So I am drinking Prophecy Dot. From France. Um, well, it tastes a little bit hot, almost like I'm on fire, but that might be due to the environment. I think what it's supposed to oh, taste yeah. like is uh, <laughs> delicate and bright with layers of fresh fruit, melon, and citrus. But it's, it's kind of sweet. So, so a tannin is a textural <laughs> sensation you feel rather than taste. So like, when you drink it, what do you feel? It feels like, like the, wine is, in my mouth. Does it feel like paralysis in your legs? Like do you do you get like a shock when you no. drink it or is it just a nice mm-hmm. nice sip? It's like, not surge. I'm not gonna get a shock when I drink it. Like, <laughs> Although Which, surge is back at Burger King, just so you know. And if surge is willing to make a rosé, you you're you're damn right we're gonna drink it on this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am drinking Menage Toi, uh, which is Four. French for there's three of these, and uh, it. Uh, is a is a bottle of California rosé wine uh, with uh, raspberries, strawberries, lychee nuts, and flowers. They do have some tasting notes on the back, and I, I, I don't know if your if your guide has anything about these, Rich. Um, but do they say anything about the words uh, surgeon, beverages, ability, and car? Do no. they say anything about those? No, I don't know what those are. Hmm. Okay, that's good. Well, yeah, well, maybe find a better guide guess, then? I don't know. I guess we need to go see, like, uh, go to the DMV after we're done this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, I'll drive. I'm good. All right, cool. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll drive in. And honestly, this is probably good for the road. I put the cork in it so I can, I can yeah. just I mean, have it all just, the way. All you need to do is, like, actually drill a hole all the way through the cork, and you can have it as, like, a sippy bottle. Do you think you we can find one of those, like, IV straw. machines? What's that? You gotta put a bendy straw through that hole, though. Yeah, oh yeah. This yeah is the yeah. crazy straw. That makes it look good. Oh, uh, crazy straw. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So, uh, those are our rosés. Uh, Rich has in his hands the envelope for, for episode 5.2. And uh, the envelope says, uh, 
Rip Browns. At least they're getting somewhere. They are. As of this recording, uh, we'll be in the middle of the playoffs by this point uh, when you hear it. But in the middle of this recording, uh, I, I, I think the Browns have officially been mathematically eliminated, but it's been a hell of a season. Uh, a hell of a season for them. They've actually won a game. They've won, like, six games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's incredible. Um, actually, they won, like, eight games. No, as I say, the record's like seven, seven, and one. They're 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 not bad. Yeah, they had a, a couple of real nice performances this week or this season, uh, even this week. Ending. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the official football team of the Brose podcast continues to be the Cleveland Browns. Always, always, and forever. Are you gentlemen ready for envelope number two with the questions? Yeah, let's get it going, yeah. Mr. Sweeten. Are you ready? Oh, I'm man. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Oh. And it says, open addendum number one. So we, we received our first uh, appendix, essentially, what? For, for a question. Oh. We, have a suppl- we have a supplementary envelope. All right, oh, so um, this is a question submitted by uh, Mr. Alex Casnell. Oh, fuck. Oh, God And uh, I oh, knew it was before be I even read the name, yeah. because it has the word egregious on it. <laughs> which, uh, can somebody define that? Because I just want to make sure... Our our listeners know what that means? I believe it means that you drank a whole bottle of rosé and you're trying to go to the DMV. Um, Agreed. So, just like over the top and like yeah. just too fucking much. All right. Too so much it, uh, Usually it is a negative connotation. Typically. Question is, uh, which breakfast cereal is more egregious? Cookie Crisp or Reese's Puffs? Okay. And in this addendum, it has... Oh, boy. Coupons? Advertising for both of them? Let's see. Uh, is it a recipe book or a nutrition book? This is uh, Keebler Cookie. Uh, cookie Crunch Cookie Jarvis. Cookie Crunch Cookie Cup. So here we go. Ship the dog. You, you, so you read your, your Cookie Crisp bit. Oh, Cookie Cow, oh, this double-sided. That's why I was confused. So anyway, so we, we, we've been given essentially the Wikipedia page for both of these cereals. Yes. Um, there's imitations. That's what I was reading. There are imitation cookie crisps. Hey, cookie uh, crisps chip- is garbage. Reese's Puff is phenomenal. I don't think we're talking about the food quality, though. I think we're talking about the entire brand. Like, what's the most shameless? Like, they're both cereals based on... Like, they're both a breakfast cereal, allegedly to start your day with, but they're based on candy. Yeah. Candies yeah. and treats. Cookies um, are not candy. Well, I mean, like, baked goods, yeah. I would say probably Cookie Crisp. Aren't we talking about Twix? Like, yeah. Like, Not Cookie Twix. Crisp has the most ridiculous yes. advertising. Mm-hmm. It has the characters. It has the cartoons. Whereas, I don't Tricks. think Reese's Puffs actually does have cartoons and characters and stuff. It's just, it, these are Reese's in a bowl. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of their commercials, though? Uh, well, that, well, that's the problem. It's not on a channel that we're going to watch anymore. Like yeah. we're we're you know we're thirty years old at this point, or, or most of us are. Tim is is turning twenty one next week, but mm, the he uh, but but there's no advertising for any of these on any channels that we would. Typically yeah, watch. we're we're getting advertised for Fiber One and Vitamix cereals and whatnot to help with our digestive systems. Damn right, because we drink a, a bottle of wine every week. Um, <laughs> So like, I, I'm with Rich. I'm going with with Cookie Crisp. It's it's literally cereal in the shape of a cookie. Yeah, they, they didn't do anything to like. It's not like oh, it's it's flavored like cookies. Like Cinnamon Toast Crunch is probably I would almost put that ahead of Reese's Puffs in terms of egregiousness or just just shamelessness as far as cereal goes. But it's it's they're not mm-hmm. even trying. They just took the shape of a thing that's terrible for you and made it a cereal. <laughs> like that's, that's good. That's, 
What's that? It's not good. It doesn't even taste like a cookie. Well, I mean, but that's... It's the, just bad. The, the quality... I haven't it's had cookie, but cookie garbage. crisp in a long, long time, but... The fact that you made a cereal that looks exactly like something that nobody would feed to their child for breakfast, that that's that's why I'm going Cookie Crisp. It's purely yeah. aesthetic. And mm. the chocolate and peanut butter is like a good flavor to have for breakfast, whereas Cookie Crisp is not. I mean, mm. yeah, I, I, I think Cookie Crisp is just the more ridiculous one. Like, the best one, though, French Toast Crunch. Ooh, I, I have thoughts on that, but I, I want to hear what they have to say about uh, the egregiousness first. And they're both pointing at each other, uh, as is typical of the gates of hell. <laughs> Absolutely Reese Buffs, and it's entirely because of the commercials. Like, bordering on the no-smoking commercials where they're trying to appeal to teenagers, level offensive rap stereotypes. <laughs> I, I, I do have some of their ads here on this copy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Their ads include, uh, started as, it's Reese's for breakfast, or candy for breakfast. Um, and then, <laughs> 2010, rap singing, Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puff, oh, put I your rem- spoons up, put, put mm-hmm. your spoons up. I remember the yeah. rap. It's pretty bad. There was a gap where they, they did not have rapping, and then they went back to Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs, peanut butter chocolate flavor, and then most recently, P, B, and C is what I'm thinking of, but it may only be found in my Reese's Puffs, uh, which... Again, I, I skipped 2006 to 2011 because the slogan was, Wow, it's Reese's Puffs. Would either of you like to reconsider your position <laughs> after Matt generously read those commercials? I'm probably, yeah, I'm changing. Like, because these are actually enjoyable, like, advertising. Like, it's just in, a dog howling. No, in 1977, he was Cookie Jarvis. Dog. He was a wizard. He was a wizard. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. And then in 85, Cookie Jarvis was replaced by Cookie Crook, which was the, the dog. And then the uh, there was two dogs, in, wasn't there? In 1990, uh, Cookie Crook was given a side do- a side uh, character, Chip the dog. Um, and Ch- Chip was the one who held Cookie Crisp. Yes. And now, in, since 2003, it's Chip the wolf. Why did they yeah, do like wolf? the wolf? Um, well, wolf like, uh, because wolf dogs don't often howl as much. Oh, okay. Yeah, dogs don't often howl as much as... As, as that's fair. Do. But the dogs were so, great yeah. because their commercials actually had like mini storylines, whereas yeah. the wolf is just like I'm a wolf. Well, you looking for? Are you looking for plot in your serial commercials? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Where's the right. climax? Hanson, Hanson, go. Not gonna lie, that definitely convinced me at least once to eat Lucky Charms. His teacher's got glasses, but can he see why kids love Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Find out next week. <laughs> Only if they make a rap video out of it. Uh, well, yeah. I'm still sticking with Cookie Crisp. Um, uh, I'm going to change. I'm going right. to, with the ridiculousness yeah. of those uh, advertisements. Health yeah, aside, let's throw health out the window. What cereal would you eat for the rest of your life if you can only pick one? Throw, throw health content out the window. Oh, man. Fruity Pebbles all day, every day for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. I'm I'm with Hanson on that one. Okay. Fruity Pebbles. Do you only I- eat cereal forever? Well, no, you can eat other foods, but if you have an option for cereal, your only choice is this one. Okay. Oh, man. We're not going to kill you. Like my, my vote would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love cinnamon everything. Yeah. And the milk at the end of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mm, damn good. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was a close second, but I don't know. It's just the pebbles in general I've always loved. And the fact that, like... You make a small bowl, but you have like six cups of fruity pebbles in that small yeah. bowl because uh, they're so small. Mm, like, so good. Yeah. So you make a Quaker oat cereal. It's definitely that one. 
Come on, Tim. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know about? it's lame. <laughs> like, it's Come on, fantastic. Man. Hanson, is he drinking all of his wine? No. Keep an eye oh, on yeah. This is this is the last episode. Yeah, this is a uh, Bulger one. Bulger's gonna get replaced by Sean's working dick. Fired <laughs> for being right. a Quaker. Yeah. Hold on, I, I'll I'll let him speak. Defend your your Quaker oats choice. Oh, I mean, it just they just taste fantastic. I don't really know how else to describe it. On top of that, you know how lost cereals kind of like degrade after time when they're sitting in the milk. They sure. seem to have like double the life expectancy of sitting in the milk, so you can really sit down and properly enjoy your cereal. But you see, I'm a savage, and I just barrel it into my mouth. Like, I'll put cereal in my mouth and milk in my mouth and Mm -hmm. swish it around and then swallow it from there. I'm the slowest eater. I'm going to be there for like an hour eating my cereal bowl. There's Fruity Pebbles ground up in my glass of wine right now. (laughs) That sounds awful. It's an accent. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty bad. I don't think <laughs> no, I man, no, no, no. The rosé is full of fruit. Fruity Pebbles is fruit. And uh, yabba dabba do. Here I am. Fruit TM. Uh, all right. Uh, what do you think? Uh, next uh, question, Rich? Yeah, I think we're good for the next question, unless yeah. anybody else has any uh, hot takes on cereal. Any final thoughts? Nah, I think um, I expressed my beliefs. You know, this is, this is a, a new submitter, I believe. Oh. Uh, yeah. Submitted by Mr. James Troutman. Troutman! The Trout. Troutski. No, dreams are terrible, they'll never be good, and Henrik Lundqvist has always been overrated. <laughs> Next question. Um, I don't know what that means. It's all Ranger stuff. This will be this will be a good talk. Uh, if you had one consequence-free night, one night of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, how would you spend it? Masturbate right, in the middle of Broad Street. Next question. Context for this is Troutman is currently in Vegas. Yeah, uh, he course. is in Vegas. And is not uh, coming back until New Year's Day. It's not coming out until his bail's posted. <laughs> no law enforcement involvement? Yeah, consequence-free in all ways. Yeah, yeah so... Kill everyone. <laughs> it would be hard to do, like, to just not I'd have like it be hurt. Bank. Just yeah, rob a bank would be yeah, pretty like, good. Fun. Well, now, is that consequence-free... Positive and negative. So, like, if he robs a bank, does he have the money the next day? And he's just not arrested for it? That's still I mean, a good experience, though. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I would assume, like, with consequences... Like, consequences yeah. are negative to you, so... Like... But it could be, like, a positive... Like, it just has a negative connotation, so I would assume the money would be sick. a reward. Okay. Yeah. Okay, alright, alright. I'll buy that. I, I like that. We can uh, pull an Ocean's Eleven and, and rob the uh, Bellagio, the MGM Grand, and the... Uh, shit, what was the last one? Um, Better can't remember. Those. The Wild West Casino. No. Sure, let's go with it. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll pull all, an Ocean's 8 and we'll all be women while we do it. Yeah. I get to be Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock Fine. is a boss. Absolute boss. You can be Rihanna. Rihanna's dreams, man. She's a boss. <laughs> Rihanna's a boss, too. They're all bosses. Who wants to be Aquafina? Oh, I do. Who do I think it's awesome. Alright, Bul- <laughs> Bulger's Aquafina. Um, who else is in that movie? Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, all right. So if we had one consequence-free night. All, you know, no no ramifications one way or the other. Whew, this is really... It's, it's almost like the decision overload. Yeah. like Because like, you've been presented with the full spectrum of things. Yeah. And it's... it's Like, we're all generally good people, so we're not going to say ridiculous things. So it's going to be like, yeah, rob a bank. Uh, a whole lot of coke and sex. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> you would well, not get addicted to drugs. That's a good point. It's true. You, yeah, it's true. I mean, yep. Yeah. You know what I would do? And, and this is... I'm assuming and that consequence-free includes my own... <laughs> I would not assassinate him. Hmm. 
No, because altruism is not in my veins uh, for this for this uh, particular for this particular question. I'm assuming that consequence free includes my own death. So I would mm. I would get on a plane and jump out of a plane because you get to experience <laughs> the feeling of flight or temporary like falling, and you see all the, the sights rushing past you, and you wouldn't die. What if you continue to live but as a puddle? That would be that'd be a little bit of like a genie in the three wishes kind of thing. Like yeah. just the, the bait and switch on that one. Like, no, <laughs> no, Cosmos, you'll still be alive. <laughs> I don't know how good it'll be. But... <laughs> be a ve- you'll be a vegetable, but you'll, yeah. You'll I, a... I don't know. Like, this is, this is tough. This is really yeah, tough. There's, there's so much you would do. Yeah. But at the same time, there's also so little you would do. Like... It'd be hard to stay up for 24 straight hours, too. I'm already yeah. thinking about the practical side of this. I'm like, boy, well, how would I stay awake well, that whole time? If it's all time. You're not the coke. I forgot about the coke. You're not It's a consequence free night. Just one night, not day. So. Oh, so he's locking in from like sundown to sunrise. So, like, you would have to pick, like, the winter solstice where night is longest. Okay. And you get 18 hours of. Do whatever the hell you want. Then I wouldn't jump out of a plane because I don't think you'd be. It would be a satisfying in the nighttime. Sure. Um, That'd be a really good opener, though. <laughs> like jump from the plane into a bank. I feel it wouldn't be satisfying. It'd be fucking terrifying. It starts at five o'clock and at five o one. It starts at five o'clock and at five o one, I'm just dead in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really Game. a way to like waste as much time as possible. Game over. Yeah. Um, I. Fatality. Yeah, I, I. It would hard. It'd be hard for me to not have like just a night of like reckless partying. Yeah, like, that's that's mm-hmm. that's the way. Like reckless partying with the robbing the bank, some point in the middle of there. Yeah, commit um, a nonviolent crime that would still benefit me in the long run. Yeah, yeah. and then maybe. Uh, Depending on who the president is at the time, maybe some finish off that Yu-Gi-Oh duel. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> banishing him to the banishing him to the shadow realm. Good combo breaker. <laughs> Tim, any other? Uh, either of the Tims have any other uh, thoughts? Mm. With Tim on the cocaine, I'm kind of with you on jumping out of the plane into the bank. And in the bank, it sounds like a, a pile opener. of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, you're going to be either drinking or doing some form of drug while transferring to different locations that you're robbing. Mm. You have a truck out front that's just blasting the Mission Impossible theme. Well, here's the thing. Like, the other thing is... No the consequence, you don't lose money either, so you can take as much debt as you want to do all of this, so you can just hire a limo to drive you to the banks. Yeah, a bunch of cash advances. The problem mm. is, is the, 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 the problem with the bank thing is, it is consequence-free, but we're, we're assuming that we're still going to be good at it. Like, just because it's consequence-free doesn't mean that they're not going to find us and, like, immediately throw us out. They just like, don't you be coming back here now, because he's Irish. Why are they consequence, though? Because he's robbing an Irish bank. He went to Ireland. Obviously. I've been to Ireland, like, twice. Therefore, every day he's Irish. Get the fuck out here, Zaginius. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be thrown out, though, by definition. Because that would be a consequence. I think you could be as incompetent as you want. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so it's it's like having the cheat code where like nobody can defend themselves at that point. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so it, to, to, I think a definitive answer from the Brose podcast would be we'd rob a bank and then <laughs> as long as it's uh, allegedly, allegedly, like allegedly. In this, again in this completely hypothetical scenario where we've lost all our morals. 
Oh boy! All right, next question. <laughs> yeah, see if Rock sponsors us again. Um. Oh, this is uh, from one of the SOs, I believe. What is worse, feeling too hot or too cold? Too hot. Too hot. Too hot for sure. I vomit. I think we'll vomit. We kind of answered this before in a in an episode <clears throat> that was scr- in, a, in a question that was scrapped from. When we were talking about winter. We were talking about winter. Yeah. I, I would absolutely take too cold over too hot. Yeah, it's 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 a lot easier to warm up, and you know what? Yeah. I don't, I don't hate being cold. I hate being hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just it's uncomfortable being hot. Like I'm just like sweating and panting, and uh, it's just gross and smelly. And no, just no. It's just so massively uncomfortable. There are only so many clothes you can take <clears throat> off before yeah, right. you're out of options. And yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking back to the Oregon Trail as well. Because depending on when you left, you might deal with extreme heat and extreme cold. And if you're dealing with extreme cold, it's like, well, you're cold. Like, you know, you're frozen, you're frostbite, everything like that. You really can only deal, like, you only have one problem to deal with, which is it's cold. When it's hot, you not only have to deal with the fact that it's extremely hot and you're sweating, but you're also dying of thirst. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you have a second problem as as a as a side effect of the heat. Whereas when you're cold, like, you're not, you're not thirsty. It's just, you know... Gotta bundle up. You gotta, you gotta make sure everything. There's no side effect of it, so I will absolutely take cold at all times because I think it's easier to cure and it's uh, a less a less obtrusive problem. I will say. Absolutely. Hmm? Um, you're also losing a lot of extra nutrients through that sweat. That's a, another mm-hmm. issue. Electrolytes. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what plants crave. crave. It is what plants crave. It is what plants crave. <laughs> okay. Do you think we can make a, a an idiocracy reference in every episode? Uh, if we haven't already, we can start I mean, every session. Maybe we can contact yeah. President Camacho and uh, see if, if he can help us out with that. I mean, I mean, from one president to another, I think we. Got I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we all come on pretty heavily on the side of uh, being too hot. Is yeah, worst, we'd, we'd rather thing. be cold. Uh, and you know what? The best thing about being cold, you find somebody to cuddle up with, and then you can cuddle and be warm, warm up, and true. Yeah. I love how Richie's hand thing for cuddle was just like. <laughs> well, I, was like, I mean, we're like, session. For the listeners in this audio podcast, <laughs> he was hitting his hand with his fist. I was masturbating on camera only on while. Sunday. <laughs> Rich's call session. Like, I just, you just like to cuddle with your friends as he's like brandishing a knife. Like, <laughs> I mean, I do love to cuddle with our friends. How, we've definitely had cuddle sessions on the couches at. We sure have. Parties. And we're going to cuddle again next week at the, uh, uh, what's not actually the Brose New Year's party, but I'm going to start calling the official uh, Brose New Year's party. I mean, everything that well, we tell is the that. official Brose whatever. Right, we just had the official Brose Christmas party a couple weeks ago. We have the Brose New Year's party coming up. And, of course, Super Bowl 53, sponsored by Brose, sponsored uh, first weekend of February. There's the yep. official bro- uh, Brose wedding uh, in September, too. Damn right there is the official Brose Ooh. wedding. <laughs> It's very exciting. I can't wait for the first ever Brose Jorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's no. the official Brose Jorts party. Yeah. Damn right. Jorts uh, and then I'll Brose. probably be doing the uh, Brose sponsored Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. Boy, a lot of Brose events this 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 year. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> What's the next question, Rich? Next question, submitted by uh, Matt's mom. Here we go. Was, uh, what oh, was your very <laughs> first job? Very first job. Ooh. Yes. That I got paid for? 
Is that how we I, I that would job? assume that you were paid for this job. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's not a job if you didn't get paid. So You're doing a favor at that point. You're volunteering. Yeah. Um, my first job might, might have been your first job too, Tim, because when we were counselors at Church Farm School. I think it was. Um, when we were church you got farm paid school, to CIT2s. We did. We got a there first. We day. got like a hundred bucks. I think so. It was a hundred bucks for like six weeks of work, which is like why I was asking. It was impressively below minimum wage, but like not even close. It. Like it, it, it was, it was six weeks of work for a hundred dollars, which I boy. Uh, <laughs> what, what was this work? So we were we were counselors in training at Church Farm School summer day camp. Two. No, no, no. Uh, CSIs is what we were called. So there were two years. Uh, Basically, yeah, yeah. so the way this day camp was arranged, we were. We were CITs, counselors in training, when we were about 13 years old. And then we got to the end of it, and I'm assuming that they looked at specifically me and Tim and went, we can't put these guys in charge of anything. (laughs) So they then created a second year of training called Camp Staff Interns, or CIT2s, and they paid us like a $100 stipend, which we then parlayed into a job as counselors. Uh, I was given the responsibility of handling a bunch of uh, five-year-olds, and Tim was charged with teaching them how to shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> oh, God, and Tim got paid more than me because he got a he got a like a differential because he was in a high risk environment. And I was also a co-head counselor, but they, they were they wouldn't let me be the head counselor because I was one of the youngest counselors, and they would have felt bad with DeCheco having to answer to me even though he was a year older than I was. <laughs> Tim, I say this with all due respect. I, I wouldn't trust you as the head counselor of archery today. Yeah, no. motherfucker, I was the best. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I lied. Rashad was phenomenal, but nobody has personality like Rashad. So, so the first job for me and Tim was really being counselors at day camp. My my, my uh, apart from that, my first hourly job was uh was as a general like cashier slash shelf stalker at Swan's Pantry, the Goodwill of Food, in Exton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Good old uh, where where Swan's. Good. What's that? I never worked at Swans. But you were one of like the five people from downtown East who didn't work for Swans at some point. Yep, pretty much. The the real problem with Swans is it wasn't just that it was like the goodwill of food, but it was that they were willingly the goodwill of food. Um like they, there was a specific moment that stands out. I was like stocking the freezer and I was holding a carton of egg beaters that was frozen and I, sh- I showed it to the manager, Dale. I was like, Dale, this this these egg beaters expired four months ago. <laughs> and he looked at it for like a five count. And he put it back in the freezer saying, it's frozen, it's fine. <laughs> Good response. I've so- I sold people newspapers for the wrong day multiple times. Oh, wow. That place is something else. Yeah. So, that was my, those were my first jobs-ish. I, I guess that was everybody's yeah. first job. Uh, no, like, I'm, in, in the same sense you are, I'm trying to figure out, like, if, I mean, my technical first job was, like, they ran in my town a, like, uh, student work program where uh, you could do random odd jobs around the, the town for people. So people would call up this woman, she would send people over, and you would mow their lawn, do the weeding. Uh, if they needed somebody to babysit, you would babysit, stuff like that. So she I was only your did... pimp. What's that? She <laughs> was your pimp. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I think I did that for like a month. And I stopped getting calls from her, so I was like, yeah, screw this. Uh, so then my mom's office hired me to do their weeding, and I did that for a week. And they were like, no, nah, you don't have to do this anymore. And I hated it, so I was happy. Um, and then I started working at McDonald's, and I worked there for six years. Hmm. 
Six years? Yeah. No. Six years. Six years. All right. There's a couple of interesting jobs. Lo- yeah. Lo- local I mean, man about town, Rich Sweeten. Yeah, man about town, but uh, I hated doing yard work. I don't know why I agreed to do it, but it was like, oh, yeah, you'll pay me $8 an hour? Sure. Yeah. I'll do it. And then, like, the first day at my mom's job, like, at her office when I'm weeding, like, I'm being so particular with all the weeds and the, the grass roots and everything that, like, I, this one section was amazing. But I didn't get half as done as I wanted me to. Mm. So they were like, yeah, you don't need to come back anymore because, like... <clears throat> you took too long. You, you took too long to do this one section. I'm like, yeah, you could have just hired professionals. And instead you hired me. Instead you You're hired a, a kid. Yeah, you hired like a teenager. Uh, Bolger, what was your first job? I think it was CBS. CVS Pharmacy. Yeah, so I worked probably. Okay, on East Euclid Avenue in Exton. Yeah, odd babysitting jobs and stuff, but mm. I don't know if that counts. So my first employment was probably yeah. CVS Pharmacy. With yeah, uh, babysitting, I, I think everybody's sort of done to varying degrees. So I sort of count like I was taking it as like the first like not employed by your family. Yeah, right. Job. So CVS. Almost definitely CVS. Yeah, with Vince, mm-hmm. I was hired a little bit after him. Yeah, uh, shortly shortly afterwards, I I left. My, my cush gig at Swan's Pantry went right across town to CVS. <laughs> yeah. So we were all there. It was awesome. Good job. Vince's... Worked there at some point. I think Alex worked there too, right? Alex did work there. And 27 years later, it sounds like Vince also still works there. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Forever. 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 Uh, can we talk about, um, real quick, so in our very first episode, we were discussing um, the pharmacies that we prefer. Uh, the Walgreens, the CVS, the Rite Aid, so on and so forth. And one of the, the points I, I think either I or, or Sean, I think, made about against CVS was the length of the receipts. There's been a lot of, um, uh, a lot of backlash to that yeah. on Facebook. A lot of, uh, of pro-CVS, anti-people who hate long receipts heat from, uh, from our, our resident CVS employees, Vince and his wife, Becky, uh, gentlemen, are we being too hard on CVS? Do we need to reconsider no. our no. these receipts? No, no. They, I don't need a receipt scarf. No. They, they need to change their receipts. It's if, insane. If you, need, if you need to replace one of those slat lines for, like, your sliding door, then, yeah, go for it. But <laughs> See, If you can make thing. an entire set of lines, actually, out of CVS receipts from a week's worth of visits, then I think oh. it's too much. Yeah. Like, like, your receipt shouldn't take the entire that? spool of receipt paper. Mm-hmm. Like, one receipt takes an entire yeah, spool that, like, a McDonald's receipt would have given you. Like, yeah. You shouldn't you replace the paper and then print out one receipt and have that little pink line that says you're running out of paper. Exactly. Like, um, it could definitely condense some of that stuff. Yeah. A thousand percent. It, like, that's the thing. If you want to run coupons, run coupons. But they could be a third of the size and still just stick the barcode on it. Yeah. That's all you and need. like, but we have to have our survey. Great. Fucking everybody has a survey. It takes this much space. Yeah. yeah. Survey. And here's the, the website. Like That's all it is. But yeah. the, probably what, what it is is their uh, website is so piss poorly made that the URL for their survey is probably half the receipt. It probably is. They're probably using like a tiny URL. They're trying to condense it into like one of those like 11 characters. URL to like X, Y, Q, ampersand. Yeah. yeah They're yeah, trying to right. fit it into like the old Twitter. Like, <laughs> if anything like computer systems, it's definitely not good. No, no. So, CVS stuck in the 20th century. Congratulations. Yeah, so, Vince, but, you're wrong. But congrats to Vince on being, like, the longest tenured employee there. Uh, <laughs> Boy, do we, have, we have one more question. 
Okay, it. one more. Right. Okay, we're we're about the we're about ready for one more question. I we're think. about ready. Yeah. And uh, okay, this uh, this question is: uh, Do you have a work BFF? A work BFF. Yes. Now Hanson can't answer this because he's had three jobs in about four weeks. So I can too. You'll know. I can still answer this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, do you do you have someone that you work with that you're like you tell everything to, or you gotta like I don't know, like if they're not there, your day sucks. Mm-hmm. Like anybody like that? I can say genuinely that I've I've got two people. One's like my my the best friend that I have at work, and then one's my work best friend. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where it's like I, I have somebody like like Joe and Janie uh, Davis who both work in my area. I, I've got people who I befriended at work and now work in different areas. But I think in order for you to have a work BFF and and you know correct me if if you think I've got this criteria wrong, is somebody you got to talk to pretty much every day yeah. in your department. Um, well, not necessarily in your department, just somebody you work with every day or somebody you see at you generally only see at work. Yeah. And maybe you'll see them outside of work sometimes, but. I would say it's probably like I, I shoot the shit about sports with the guys in my aisle. There's a, there's a, an older guy next to me named Mike Marvel who I I'll, I'll shoot the shit with about That's football and talk about the Eagles yeah. with, and um and, and we've talked about some other stuff with our families and everything. So just for sake of the ease of conversation, I'd probably say it was him. Okay. Um, but but just because again, it's somebody you talk to every day. It's somebody you have a relative amount of comfort with, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably my coworker Mark. Uh, it, I talk to him every day. I'll stop at his desk at least two to three times a day for like five minutes at a time. Just talk to him. Uh, we go to lunch at least once a week. Um, we text outside of work on occasion. He, when he gets drunk, he thinks I'm an Uber driver and texts <laughs> and asks me to be his Uber driver. Um, yeah, like it, and we have this back and forth of, I can't stand you, which sometimes I can't, but that's because he's a Cowboys fan and, a, well, that's fair. and an Islanders fan. So, um... What? Yeah. That's a hard He's character to come back from. Yeah. A Cowboys fan and an Islanders fan? That's yeah. weird. And <laughs> when uh, the Eagles were in the playoffs last year, we were allowed to wear Eagles gear each week. Mm-hmm. He would wear the opposing team's gear. <laughs> so when we played uh, uh, the Vikings, yep. he borrowed a Vikings shirt from one of his family members. Oh, what an um, asshole. He is. He's a douche. I can't stand oh, it. No, but, no, 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 no. Like... I can I can trust him with things. There's a Cowboys fan that sits next to me at work, and he does the normal like trolling thing where he has taken a genuinely good thing to happen to the Eagles, uh, which is Nick Foles uh, winning the last couple of games and sort of looking like St. Nick again. And he has taken that into, well, there's a quarterback controversy. I think Carson Wentz is soft. Like He's trying to make us like disparage Nick yeah. Foles in order to defend the Eagles. So it's like, it, it, you know, you have the troll. Like, you have to have the troll at work, too. Yeah. Like, that's the way it goes. Uh, Bolger. Yeah. Hi, buddy. Um, How's it going? <laughs> I'm a yeah. Hello. Yes, I am Tim. Um, yeah, I have a cover. I have two really. Um, one that works directly with me a lot, and for a while it was just us kind of working together close by, and we shared a lot of work, so we ended up bonding over that. But he's a older man from uh, Ireland. He's worked uh, for like. 30 years as an archaeologist. Does so he also run a bank in Las Vegas? <laughs> does he, does okay. he have a bank in Las Vegas? Back in Las Vegas? A no. bank in Las Vegas. Mid, mid, go back to Irish. It's a call. It's a call. Problem. I mean, no, go back, go back to my archaeology. Dinosaur bones. To be fair, I never asked him, so maybe. 
<laughs> the archaeology thing is a lot more interesting. Go back to that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's pretty much it. Just we, we would end up talking about a lot of things that you discovered <clears throat> through that. And, I mean, you know me. I like long-winded, unnecessary conversations, so it works out very well. And then a, another coworker of mine, Colleen, who um, I worked with for a long time while mm. I was at my current job. So, hmm. What about you, Mr. Hanson? Uh, all right, you were totally right. The two current jobs. No, I, I don't know anyone well enough to <laughs> begin that title. Hi, Garlic. Um, but at my previous... people probably confused. Garlic is a human being that Tim and Tim have locked up in. in Garlic is a sweet little kitty cat. You're just oh. a little furry ball of death. Garlic is a you. transmutated human into cat form. Tim Hansen is allergic to cats, and somehow he has befriended everybody who has cats in their house. All right, I befriended you before you guys bought cats, and me, and you. Fair. Yeah. So, you all are just trying to push me away, and I said, fuck it. Um, <laughs> Shit, he found yeah, out. But, uh, God damn it. Richie? You Love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, at my previous job, I would say I had two for different reasons. Uh, one had, like, that nerdy aspect of, like, talking about video games, what's going on on the internet, all that jazz, and... And, but also, like, just like, hey, here's how I'm doing with my depression lately, and like, shit like that. So that was different. And then another one who was like, I think he's like 45, whatever, he's never going to listen to this. Uh, and just like, we're done work. Let's go to the fucking bar, which may not have been the best for my waistline, but uh, yeah. it was great. And it was yeah. fantastic. And somebody to vent to, but also just like, come up with, like, Here's how I can deal with shit better. Here's how he can deal with shit better. But he also is part of the reason why I, I wouldn't say gave up on the whole going into engineering and trying to go back that route and kind of embracing the supply chain that I keep finding myself in uh, and that that might be a better career option. So part of that idea came from him. That's good. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about like when once you get out of, employed is that it sort of crosses generations and ages and everything like that because even though you don't have the same exact set of experiences like I said like the the, the gentleman that sits next to me at work uh, I, I won't ballpark on his age but I would say he's probably probably a, at least 20 years older than me um, he you know you have a set of shared experiences just because you're at the same company and you find shared interests even though you know you know you're not from the same era or something like that. So, or, or in your case, you know, you've got somebody in in your employment who is is like half mentor, half friend. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it, then that's the nice thing about it. It takes all kinds. Like it's it's that's the major difference. One one of the few differences I've eventually found between the work life and school life, uh, which is uh, just differences in ages, is is nothing. So, uh, whereas the, the older person in college was like, what the hell is the matter with you? Uh, which is what I experienced when I was in grad school, uh, in, in the work life is a little bit different. Well, that's, that's also because like people are much more restricted at work and restrictive on themselves at work. But also when you're working with somebody, you tend to be, uh, what's the word? Like, um, like the, like the older you are, the more you're mature. So if you're between the ages of 21 and 27, I say you're less mature. So then you going to college at 28, you're like, what the fuck is this person? And then at like 27 beyond, you're most mature that you're probably going to be. You do plateau at a certain I point. I disagree. Yeah. 
No? I will, I will never be mature. <laughs> well, you're a special My kid. may vary. I swear to you, and anyway, I'll say this, Tim, if, if, you, if you wanted to go back into like a like an like an undergrad or a graduate classroom or anything like that, and you were in a bunch of, of with like twenty one year olds, no matter how mature you may perceive yourself to be, I'll I'll guarantee you, you walk back and go, what is wrong with these motherfuckers? Like, what are these yeah, dumb kids? Weird. Like, you definitely would feel that way. Yeah. To but, be fair, he would have done that to begin with. Yeah, I would have done that. That's fair. At age twenty, you were probably what is with these motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, at age twenty, we were doing a quote unquote scavenger hunt which is more so just a list of stupid white boy challenges that we had to get people to witness. So at age 20, I was sitting in the middle of a, I think it was a chemistry lecture, okay. uh, watching porn. So like I was like third row from the front. I'm sorry, this is for a class? Yeah. Okay. Volume or no? We were in, well, I had, I had, I had, Did you call your dorm the science well. room, Tim? No. But that was that was one of the things for this quote unquote scavenger hunt that a bunch of us came up with was like you had to watch porn in the middle of a lecture. So I was like third row from the front, ton of people behind me, and I wasn't the only one. Like three seats over was one of the other guys because you had to have somebody who was playing either witness it or you had to record it. So I was like, all right, we're both gonna do this. Like that that's the plan. And of course, it had to be teacher porn because we're at school, obviously. Well, yeah, come on. I mean, your minds are. I want my A plus, please. <laughs> for, for, for any cops out there, this is Tim Hansen. Yeah, Tim Hansen of the fuck Drive. What's wrong? <laughs> hey, yo, fuck you. Don't give me this. <laughs> in the seventh circle, though. I'll, I'll censor this one, too. I'll edit this one, too. <laughs> Tim lives uh, on South Broad Street in Philadelphia. One, two, three, Fake Street. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, there we go. What was that question again? Uh, the question friends? was, do you have a work BFF? Um, <laughs> I've had more work moms than I've had work BFFs. Yeah. Okay. Like, I always yeah. find that, like, older woman, and it's just, like, no holds barred. She's like, so did you get laid? And I'm like, fucking right, I did. <laughs> the problem I have with the work mom is, like, there are the people who are legitimately the work moms, and then there are people who are who volunteer themselves as the work mom, like, two days mm. in, and you're like, yeah, everybody hates this person. Fuck it, you know, work mom, work dad, whatever it might be. Um, there's the people who volunteer themselves in that role, and they're like, no, everybody hates you. Like, <laughs> no, nobody's, nobody's looking at you for safety. You will safety stumble into that role. Care. No. Karen's. Karen. Oh, Karen. That's going to be a work funny uncle. Mm. Ooh. Is that Boy. good? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are all the questions that we have. Yeah. For this envelope. We, we really did it, guys. We really motored through that one. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that was that was a quick one. No, uh, no heavy hitting talking about depression questions. No, uh, but... There's always a, there's always a whole other envelope for that. Let me tell you. And there we did talk a lot about Cookie Crisp. So, uh, Rich, if you they want to hear any more of your Cookie Crisp takes, where can they find them? At b underscore walnuts on Twitter. Uh, Tim Hansen. At Tim R Hansen, I'll be dueling Donald Trump. I I'm on Twitter at m Casnell. That's m k a s z n e l. Uh, Tim Bolger, <laughs> uh, what is your Twitter account? Uh, you can find me at nzolin e n z o l i n n. For those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, uh, Bulger did not have a Twitter as of 45 minutes ago. Uh, I now have now an official Brose Twitter. Pretty he much did it, man. Used for Brose use. He did it. The official pinch hitter of the Brose podcast, Tim Bulger. And uh, uh, Hurt Dick Sean can be found at... Uh, at Hurt Dick. Hey, it's SOB. 69 four, hey, You, you got to do it right. It's 
Hey, 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 it's hey, SOB. Hey, it's SOB on Twitter. And of course, the podcast is available at brose underscore podcasts. Uh, what about available questions? wherever you get your podcast, where, wherever you get your podcast. What about Except for NPR One. Huh? What about questions? Or any thoughts? What, 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 what a great, uh, what a great thought, Tim. If you have a question for the show, if you want us to, to read one of your questions on the air and discuss it uh, amongst the bros, brosequestions at gmail.com is where you want to send those. brosequestions at gmail.com. Send them to us anytime. We typically record every couple of weeks, so even if you send one tomorrow, uh, there's a chance that we're recording in the next couple of days. And, and uh, let's uh, throw a special thanks out there for uh, Mary... As well as the other significant others, but Mary very strongly because she puts together all of the questions. She mm-hmm. prints them out. Her and Jacob make the envelopes. Um, she coordinates with the other ladies. Like, mm-hmm. thank you very much, ladies. Team but- SO, Captain by Mary by Mary O'Brien, is uh, is doing great, great uh, yeoman's work uh, on on the podcast. Both and, and of course Jacob with the envelopes and everything. Yeah. Uh, r- really great stuff. And and. Jenna and Martha as well for giving us additional topics, as well as all the listeners. Absolutely. Please, please send us your questions. Uh, Listen, there's no wisdom that can't be wrested from our minds uh, after a couple of glasses of rosé. So uh, until episode 5.3, this is Matt Casnell for Tim Bolger, Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, and, of course, in memoriam, Sean (laughs) O'Brien, saying have a great night, and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. Good night, guys. Later.